Welcome to Mind Movement. Fridays at noon, we have been talking about immune health during this time. And today to join me for that conversation is uh, one of Mind Movement's health and nutrition coaches, Mr. Martin Jensen. Welcome. Thank you very much. How are you? I am good. Um, I guess I'd like to start by saying I was not prepared for what (laughs) I just watched. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, oh my that God. was completely unexpected. And I was like, wow, okay. That, I was not prepared for that. I was like crying with you and everything. Right, 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 right. I know. Um, wow. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it was good though. It was really, it was a really good conversation. I really enjoyed that. that yes. Amazing. Thank you. I know. Well, Molly had just sent me this, that the Spike Lee New York uh you know short film or whatever it was right before i we started and so i was like oh we've got to people have got to see this this is but um uh-huh. right a little little heavy a little tough to take uh pretty typical friday morning right friday morning <laughs> 11 o'clock going into the weekend let's all find the most somber thing we could possibly uh think of to start with but no also i think perfect for the conversation right of of mm-hmm. grief and loss which as new yorkers is like the most obvious uh you know there's that's the most obvious of all but i think because we're so in it it's also really hard to see yeah and but it is an important i think conversation also for us because on in this forum we've been talking a lot about anxiety and the impact that that has on the nervous system and how that can mm-hmm. really break us down <clears throat> so you know it's interesting because we and at mind movement i mean i think we'd probably talk about this maybe more than anything else about this idea that one thing that we're just totally not taught generally speaking is that is the importance of rest like we're we're taught it and like, yeah, it's nice. It's good to get rest. But nobody says like, look, cells are not going to repair unless you rest. It's not like maybe someday they, you know, it's not they won't rest as well or they won't repair as well. It's like they're not going to repair. So you have to rest. And it's really interesting because in the context of like sports or even um, even how the body sculpting you know, we talk a lot about steroids and how steroids work on the body by like, oh, you don't have to give your body that rest to repair. So it's like a shortcut. But it's as you and I are well aware, there's like, there are no shortcuts. Everything has its ramifications. And so if we're not getting more rest now, during this time where there is this real heaviness, mm-hmm. this kind of loss or grief and like, you know, some people are describing it as kind of a morose, like a depression, just like a cultural depression that people are in. 
and then of course the fear and uncertainty about where we're headed. So you have this depression and anxiety that was already kind of there. Now it's, you know, at a higher level. And mm -hmm. then of course, you know, rest can be hard to come by. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, and there's, there's kind of two sides to it, right? Because there's the physical rest, which is pretty easy to get right now, um, considering we're not, I mean, most people are resting <clears throat> most of the time because we're not, we're just not moving. Right. Which is what we learn about, you know, growing up and playing sports, like, you know, we have to have this physical rest sure. but um, for our bodies to repair. But then at the same time, you have all these things going on in your head, uh, creating um, and around you, creating, um, you know, anxiety, stress, fear, all that kind of stuff that just, that, that's not a very restful, you know, it doesn't put you in a restful state. Um, so that's, um, and that on, like you said, that's not something we learn. It's not, you know, um, unfortunately it's something we learn once we get stressed and see the physical effects on our body and the mental effects on our, you know, you know, we get depressed, we get anxious. Um, and you know, particularly in New York or any sort of big city where we're all living on top of each other, like you were just saying before, um, there's just, you know, everything's going on all the time and you just have no, uh space to rest um it seems and then now you're saying we're home all the time but a lot of people are just you know we're filling our day with work and we're just overworked now it's interesting because so many people just expect it you know this is gonna last for a couple of weeks i'm gonna you know the first couple of weeks i saw it in gordon actually and myself the first couple of weeks it mm -hmm. was like yeah we're home now it's gonna you know it's gonna take a couple of weeks and then we're back at it so let's you know let's relax a little bit and then <laughs> you know take it from there or once we go back to work we can pick up again but now it's like gordon has calls all the time every day all day and it's just you're working into late nights and constantly talking about you know i want to get out there i want to mm. you know i want to move a bit more and and but it's just not happening and and then there's the whole motivation piece coming into it that you talked about yesterday and mm -hmm. there are so many factors here that we're just sort of aware of but or becoming aware of slowly and it's just there's not a lot of time for rest even though we are at home there's physical rest but uh, uh, you know I'm, I'm actually sleeping mm -hmm. a lot better these days so getting my sleep mm -hmm. in is pretty good but um but then going throughout the day watching the news seeing what's happening around um mm. you know it's just it's just creating, uh, even for me, you know, a lot of fear and mm. I, I don't, I don't like using the word fear because it's not like I'm constantly afraid of what's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, aware of everything and I know that everyone around me are afraid and there's all this uncertainty and we just don't know where things are going. And then, um, as you know, I don't know if you know this, but in Europe, things are starting to pick up again. Um, not in a bad way, as in things are starting to open again. And I'm sitting here, I cannot go home and visit my family um, because, you know, if I do go, you know, 
even if I if I did go, I'd definitely be quarantined for two weeks, so I wouldn't be able to see anyone anyway. Mm. And within those two weeks, I'll be missing New York so much that I'm gonna want to come back. <laughs> and at that point, <laughs> and at that point, I'm not gonna be able to come back because you know the borders aren't open. So um, that sort of uh, you know that creates all these thoughts in my head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know. But yeah. there are many things that we can try and do to help uh, those sort of things. But, um, but it's not easy. It's not easy. Because you do, you have to, in order to see any real effect or impact from, you know, your behavioral changes or your thought changes, you do have to do it pretty consistently. Like, you know, I noticed yesterday, <clears throat> um, the hardest thing for me at home is definitely far and away dealing with having a daughter and who is working, you know, I'm working from home all the time, like you were saying more than ever. And <clears throat> this poor kid doesn't have her friends, can't really go outside and run around, uh, is basically on, you know, doing her work on an iPad, is then talking to cousins and friends on iPads. Um, watching six-year-olds try and manage Zoom is a strange thing because they don't know how to interact when they're on a computer. So they just don't know how to be together and play together, which is really interesting. But yeah. this poor thing is, on, you know, and then mom is like, you know, behind closed doors half the day. So as soon as I do have a free moment, I feel so guilty saying, oh, hold on, honey, I'm going to go do yoga, you know, for an hour. I mean, because how can I do that? She's alone all day while I'm working. And so, I mean, it's really, that's, I think the hardest part because there's somebody always who I feel like I always need to be, you know, taken care of. But mm -hmm. then to do that, I absolutely cannot take care of myself because I don't have the time to really straight out. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that's creating a lot of just tension and difficulty. But yesterday I did, you know, what ended up being, I tried to do like a 20 minute proper meditation was interrupted three times, <laughs> once by the buzzer, once by Penelope, once by the dog, right? <clears throat> and, but I did get about five minutes and I thought, wow, I feel so much better even after just five minutes, which was, <clears throat> you know, right. which was worth it. So it was like, all right, well, it's worth it. <clears throat> I didn't get to keep it for very long. Right? So. <laughs> no. Right. And that, that's, that's I, I think that's part of the issue. I mean, you, you're, because you're inside all the time, you, and you don't get that uh, human interaction and you don't get air and sun and all that kind of stuff. Um, the, the little relief you, you do get from it, it just doesn't last very long. I, so I, I went out, um, I, I injured my, or didn't injure, I, I had a shoulder pain from Sunday. Mm. So I didn't exercise Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, mm -hmm. which meant I didn't really get outside. Um, and then <laughs> on Thursday, I finally got back to it. Uh, and I was on the river exercising and I felt incredible. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. You, the motivation is back. Get back into it. When you get back home, so much stuff that you can do in a couple of hours of being inside again, you're, you're back to it. You're back to struggling with 
all these uncertainties mm. uh you know mm-hmm. um yeah and then yeah and then i guess one of the easiest distractions right now is just to work mm-hmm. yeah right because there is i mean it's really quite remarkable how even if you don't live in the city but you have to drive to your job so you get in the car mm. you drive however long anywhere from five minutes to an hour whatever but you have that breakup the walk to the mm-hmm. car you get in the car you drive to wherever you're going you get out of the car you park the car all of that actually is really it matters Mm-hmm. You know, in the city, we, you know, we, even if we're just walking to work, you have to walk to work or if you're on the subway or if you're whatever it is, but that all breaks up your attention. It breaks up the day. It breaks up your, you know, thinking, your flow. Now it's truly like I could literally be like not even shower in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, basically roll out of bed, turn to my computer, start working work straight through the day, forget to eat, forget to even move, and then, you know, take a break, maybe at dinner, and then come right back to it. I mean, I could seriously, that could be my whole, and it wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be mm-hmm. much of a stretch from where we are right now. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it, and you're absolutely right. The other day, it was nice out. I, I don't even, just going for a walk around the neighborhood, really. Um, but you're right. It felt so nice. The sun, you know, I had this like moment of like, wow, like being outside is this like revolutionary experience. Like, whoa, (laughs) wow, this is so amazing. And I think that really is, you know, that is one of the complicating variables is because when you do go outside, it does feel really good, but then you're sort of met with this awareness of like, well, that person's not six feet away. Should I move away? They're not wearing a mask. They are wearing a mask. Am I wearing my mask? I'm not wearing my mask correctly. I went to Starbucks, right? And which is weird because Starbucks down the, down the street on uh, down by 13th street and eighth, mm. you know, you can go place pickup orders and there's a lot of right. people doing that. So in order to, you can, you can actually wait in line and order there, but you can pick it up. So, but to do that, you kind of have to like contend with bodies next to you because there's lines of people picking their stuff up. I mean, the whole thing is so freaking bizarre and it does create additional stress. Should I move? Should I not move? I had a client, we spent an entire hour last night. They have, they work in a grocery store and there is a bread slicer in the store and they are confined to the spot in the bread slicing. There's a big sign that they put on the bread slicer that says, please stand six feet away. But this, but several people keep coming and standing about a, a foot and a half because of the where they're standing on the other end of the bread slicer. Right. And this person was like, totally flat. What do I do? Do I say to the customer, please back up? Like, I don't want to be rude. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. This took an hour. Of, this was an entire discussion because this person is like freaking out about how to manage this, the situation. And, you know, this is what I'm hearing, not just from them, although that's an extreme, maybe a, you know, a more extreme version. I'm hearing it from everybody. Yeah, I know. And I'm seeing it too. And I think, I, I feel like there's two groups of people right now. Um, yeah, yeah. There's people who are very afraid and then people who just go outside and just don't care and it kind of creates more fear for the people who mm-hmm. do care 
and who are already afraid and it's just um and you're right when you go outside even though it's amazing um you still have all these you're still flooded whenever you meet a person on the street are they wearing a mask are they not wearing a mask what do you do if they are and what do you yeah. do if they're not um and you know there's times when i'm walking on the street um and I have my mask on and then I take it off because there's no one around me. I can't see anyone on the street and I still feel guilty. Mm. And there's literally no one around me, but mm. you know, it's still that thought. What if someone comes, walks out of the door or around the corner and I, you know, we bump into each other and I don't, I'm not wearing my mask. It's like, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Um, it's crazy. So how do you, how do you go outside and just not even think about that? Um, which is like you were saying before, like there's so many people in New York City, even, you know, even now, especially on a good day, there's yeah, a lot of people yeah. on the streets. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, on a day like today, it's not too bad, but, but there's still people out there and mm -hmm. you still, some people are still going to work and, you know, mm -hmm. people are still going out to get air. So it's, mm -hmm. it's very, very, uh, very tricky situation. And then at the same time, you know, like you say, when you go to it, when it's a nice day, you want to go to the park. Um, I was just, and then you hear the other day that they're going to restrict, uh, mm. possibly restrict people going to parks um, over the next period. Um, I don't know how. I think they're going to announce it today, maybe. Okay. Um, and I guess it's not. It's not going to be every park, but you know. Mm. But that, again, that put, puts limits on what we can and cannot do, and it's um, yeah potentially just creates more um, frustrations, especially if then people still go to the park and can't get in. Then, you know, is that going to create more tension? Are they going to start to get more angry? We're all a little bit angry and afraid and tired and just... Exactly. Know. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I think whether you're scared or not, we're all tired sick of being inside a little grumpy like whether you're majorly depressed or just grumpy uh everywhere i go you know because now we're all frequenting the same like three stores all the time so i'm seeing <laughs> the same people that work in these three stores and you know they're talking about how grumpy everybody is and how on edge everybody is and i'm feeling the same way even with everything that i know and mm -hmm. in my head as i'm you know, being grumpy. The other day I went to um, a Rite Aid and I had made two purchases. Like I bought something and then I had to buy the bag, but I left the receipt for the bag in the self-checkout uh, mm -hmm. inside the register, whatever. And this guy chased after me. I had a full bag of stuff, <laughs> thought that I just paid for the bag and stole everything. So, and I was, you know, I tried to be like as kind as I could be, but I was furious. Like I was really mm -hmm. angry because I just spent a lot of money and had this huge bag of stuff. And now I've got this guy trying to accuse me of stealing. Now he was just doing his job, you know, and it was, it made uh -huh. sense why he thought that because, but I had, you know, I did have the other receipt, whatever. He's like counting items, you know, oh and, but I mean, it was like, I was already frustrated just trying to get in and get out quickly. Um, you know, and it's just been like that, you know, I mean, it's, it's like that here and everything is, we are also used to getting everything we want right when we want it. We're used to getting deliveries mm -hmm. within two hours. We're used to, you know, 
going to a store, getting in, getting out quickly. Now you have to time, you have to stand online for however long at Trader Joe's, or you don't know whether you're going to be able to get a delivery order that day because everybody else is doing the same thing. And so mm-hmm. it's just, it's just all of that, all of it. It just all comes together. And no matter what configuration yours is, <clears throat> your brand is, it's very hard after two months of doing this not to feel it. But the problem here, so I was listening to one of the, um, some medical professional who was saying, look, something none of us are talking about with these kinds of viruses, typically there is a second like spike or second wave. And mm-hmm. that one comes with a vengeance because it's a more, I guess, powerful version of the virus, whatever that means. So I don't know the details. And I just heard this in like a, you know, a three minute, whatever um, interview with this guy. And so that immediately got my attention because that's sort of like, all right, well, at least in New York, we made it past the worst of this. But then it's like, wait a minute, what do you mean this is going to naturally regardless of our behavior, is Mm -hmm. going to come back in a more powerful and aggressive version of this thing that's already killed however many thousands of people. So, you know, you hear that and then you're thinking, um, when are we ever going to be able to, you know, and everyone keeps saying, well, when there's a vaccine, well, okay, but it's still going to be, it's still going to be out there even with a vaccine, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. people still get the flu, even though there's a vaccine for the flu. (laughs) So, you know, I I don't know. And I'm not a germaphobe. I do not get scared easily. As I was saying earlier, it's really not about me in this situation. It's really about me being, taking something to other people who are far more at risk than I would be. But yeah, I don't know when we're ever dropping our guard. I mean, I think we just have to make an adjustment, really. I mean, that the bottom line is, we have to make the adjustment instead Mm -hmm. of expecting the circumstances to be able to manage our emotional experience here. Everything we talk about at mind movement all the time, all the time that this is really the sort of like the most quintessential version of that story. Right. Because this isn't going away. We all have a new normal. We have no clue how long it's going to be here for. We don't know when things are going to go back to some semblance of what they once were, if they ever do, and God only knows. Mm-hmm. And so the situation around me isn't going to change. Well, then I guess I'm going to have to do something different because we are very much taxing our immune system with this mm-hmm. emotional distress. I mean, you may not know it, but that is what's happening. <laughs> your, the mm-hmm. cells of your body will start to break down. I threw out my back. You were talking about your shoulder. I actually did throw mm-hmm. out my back a few days ago. So that, right, halts things pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, all of it. Exactly. I mean, the reason I, I damaged my shoulder was because I started running under stress. Uh, I was already tense. And, you know, I was, I was getting out there trying to... Um, um, you know, get my exercise in before everyone else because it was really early, but my body wasn't really woken, hadn't really woken up yet. I felt my body being tense because I wanted to get out there before everyone else. Um, And I had stuff to do later that afternoon. So because I was already tense, I just had this crazy knot in my shoulder for days, right? And 
just but that creates inflammation in your body and even though you might not see the physical effects right now um it'll definitely come back to haunt you at some point um i was i heard about someone mm -hmm. uh yesterday uh talking about doing some sort of interview um and was so stressed about it that she completely broke out in hives like her whole body was like wow that's how quickly it can happen right mm -hmm. but it can also um it can also just come you know a couple of months down the line or a couple of years down the line mm -hmm. and that's unfortunately part of the problem because if you don't see the effects now then you don't know it's happening and even if you do know it's happening it's not you know if, if it's not happening now you, you just tend not to do anything about it well but, but even if you problem. do you may not make the connection mm -hmm. Right. Right. No, exactly. Right. Because right. two years down the line, when something happens to you, when you have this breakout or whatever mm. happens in your body, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I wonder what I did the, in the last couple of days that caused this, right? Yep. You don't think back. Mm. It's definitely not something in your head that happened, you know, two, three, five, ten years ago. Yeah, but you may not even know it's happening right now. Like, in other words, I may not realize that the stress in my mind is causing stress in the body. I mean, mm -hmm. there are probably millions of people that don't have an awareness of that. So if I do start to feel a strain somewhere, I may never realize that it has anything to do with what I'm doing up here. I may think, oh, geez, I wonder what I did to pull my back. I may not realize that the whole system is operating as one and that when I am activating a ton of anxiety and I am, my mind is racing that I am adding, like you were saying, the inflammation strain that is then also facilitating, right? And the other thing is, this isn't even in, an indirect, so that's a direct way that, because, and if you're not, if you don't understand how, right? So every thought you have is like, you're the puppeteer of the great neurochemistry and neurochemistry, every single thought you have affects not just other thoughts, but it affects the rest of the body. So every neurotransmitter has multiple functions. So dopamine not only controls or is part of mood and learning and, you know, pleasure and all this other stuff, it is also a part of you know, um, your autonomic nervous system. It also mm -hmm. runs like different, you know, changes your heartbeat and, you know, how the muscles operate. And so it literally is like you're a puppeteer. And unfortunately, for some reason, that just has never been explicitly stated in a, in a way that under people really understand. But the truth is, that's what's happening. So whether you know it or not, but in the other thing that happens is when we get stressed, people's behavior changes. I might be drinking more. I might be more tired and less likely to exercise or grabbing for like the sugary sweets. Like I might be grabbing for chocolate. I even noticed myself um, the other day, my, my, I made my daughter um, dark chocolate popcorn she likes. And I find myself snacking on it, even though I really don't like chocolate very much. It's not even something I normally eat, you know? Right. But yeah, I'm grabbing it because it's there. It's easy. And it's like a little pick me up, you know, whether I know that consciously or not. So, you know, I'm not drinking as much water or whatever it is. The one thing I think you're right about, I also have been able to get more sleep because mm -hmm. I have more control over my schedule right now um, in the morning and whatever. But, you know, aside from that, 
everything else that we are doing is facilitated by this higher amount of frustration and stress. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's wearing on us in a heavy way, no doubt. In a very heavy way. Um, and um, although there are, you know, there's plenty of things that we can do to, um, mm-hmm. you know, to mitigate all these issues we're causing for ourselves, um, yeah. including, you know, getting enough sleep that helps getting the right sort of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, um, if you know, if you're in a state of anxiety or fear, then your systems just don't work properly. And you're, you know, if you talk about nutrition, even if you're getting the right sort of nutrition, if your um, you know, digestive system isn't working properly, you're not absorbing those nutrients that will help you fight inflammation anyway. It just goes through the system. And you, you're not getting all this stuff that you need. So, so I think uh, one of the most important things yeah. right now is you know to get a grip on your thoughts and your mm. uh just your stress and your mm. mood and your anxiety and all that all that stuff and yeah um you know it it, <laughs> it right. starts with awareness and it starts with meditation yes, that kind of stuff right so that's such an excellent point i'm so glad you said that because now especially we know that the stomach is kind of thought of as the third nervous system so you know we used to think of a central nervous system the brain spinal cord cord and then the autonomic nervous system which is all like the automatic body functions and we know Mm -hmm. that there's the two sides to that there's the sympathetic and the parasympathetic which is like the acceleration and then the um the slowing down the brakes on the car which is where we go to heal we heal we heal during that parasympathetic activation but the nervous system the Mm -hmm. stomach has this direct route we now know from the brain to the stomach and when we are under distress literally one of the first things that happens is the stomach shuts off it stops digesting and the reason it does that is because if you were being if your life was in jeopardy and you were being chased by a lion in the wilderness, you could not afford to have to, you know, go number two or whatever it is. Like you couldn't <laughs> afford to be in a situation where um, your stomach interferes. So oftentimes, you know, you have a rush of endorphins that protects you from pain. So whatever little aches and pains don't interfere with your ability to escape, your, your stomach is dramatically affected. A lot of what we think IBS is, is really connected to anxiety in a big, big, big mm-hmm. way. And people may not even know that they have anxiety, but they know they have IBS. Uh, mm-hmm. People don't realize that anxiety is just a heightened state of worry, that it's somebody who worries about things in the future a lot. Or maybe doesn't even recognize they're worrying, but thinks a lot about the future and is always like, well, what's going to happen here? What about this? And tries to control a lot in the future to find relief. So when you get stuck in that though, as you're very aware, we're not in the here and now where all of our power is. So by the nature of focusing ahead or behind what happened, we also give away our power to make changes to it because we're not focused where the change happens, which is right here, the only place that we can do anything to change anything ever. So we kind of at the same time, while we're worrying, we're like, we're adopting a victim mentality without even knowing it because we have no control there. Our control is here. So you're a hundred percent right. It all, the, 
100%. And, and not only that, as you were describing how the digestive system is connected to our thoughts, I was also thinking, well, yeah. And if I'm starting to look through the lens of negativity and fear, then of course, I'm just going to start to swirl in that domain. I'm going to start to see more and more reasons to be afraid and to be negative. Mm -hmm. So, because that's where my focus is. And we don't realize that because of the nature of attention, we have to selectively attend to what's around us. And we do that in accordance with what mood that we're in. So if I'm in a low level, kind of crappy, crummy mood, then I'm going to probably just make that bigger because if I don't know that's happening, I don't realize I'm doing it. I don't know that I can stop doing it. It just <laughs> gets bigger, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little scary to think about really. <laughs> sometimes even that is a little scary to think about Definitely I mean, true. you're right yeah. it is but uh, but um it is um one thing we did last night um you know or, or at least one thing that i know if i'm in a bad mood that makes me laugh is you know just watch a stupid tv show that just makes you laugh even if it's just for like mm. a 20 minute episode you know if you're laughing for 20 minutes it's true your body will change your mood will change everything changes within mm. you and then you have leverage after that even if it's only for five ten minutes after that mm. um you know we were talking about earlier after being outside exercising for a little bit or uh, um or you did a bit of meditation even five minutes right you had mm. that sense of relief afterwards use spending that whatever however many minutes after uh, or hours hopefully mm -hmm. <laughs> after that event um you know you can utilize that to you know practice mm -hmm. any mm -hmm. sort of um meditation even well i guess more meditation but but learning what's going on within you mm. as well and just paying attention to what's happening mm -hmm. well that's a really good suggestion though because there there are tricks I mean, there are these mm -hmm. little tricks and what what where our power is always is in our attention mm -hmm. so it's what i'm giving my attention to that's feeding how i'm feeling all the time but i can quickly change the channel on my attention by simply changing the channel so mm -hmm. like you're saying if i intentionally look at something that makes me feel lighter or happier or gives me some kind of just general relief or maybe i put on some relaxing music if i'm really insisting that i still work while i'm um instead of stopping to do that, then uh -huh. put on some kind of really nice relaxing music in the background, make it a more pleasant experience, you know, allow the sensory system to do it, to, to, to absorb that and calm you down while you're still working or, you know, um, whatever it is while you're doing dishes to try to save time. If time mm -hmm. is an issue, then listen to soothing sounds or music you like that's happy and dancey music while you do the dishes. You know, anything to lighten your mood is, is really going to be a powerful intervention during this time. And yeah. then, as you said, it will give you leverage to continue to do it as you move forward. Exactly. Well, what you don't want to do, is, especially if you're working or, uh, or if you're in that kind of, in a kind of, you know, fast state is to, to um, put on some really fast, heavy, 
depressing kind of music because I remember, I'm, honestly, I remember used, I used to do that when I was like in, a, in work mode, I would just put on some really fast heavy metal music and it would just, okay, I, I used to think it helped me work faster wow, and it great. just created mm. more stress in my head. I was like, oh my God, this is going for, I need, I need to get this done right now. <laughs> now, now if when I'm working, I have this music, very quiet, calming music in the background that just with no lyrics, nothing, just, you know, almost like meditative music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's made a huge difference to my work and how I work and how I think when I work. And it, I'm more creative and mm-hmm. it, it just really kind of helps. I was, I even used that kind of music when I was working out and I texted a friend after I worked out one day and said, this music is making me more stressed while I'm working out. It's, just, it's not helping any, <laughs> in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And we do that to ourselves constantly, right? Not just with music, just with anything. Yeah, well, also a part of it, and I'm learning more and more about this now, these, you know, anxiety and excitement live in the same circuitry mm. and we get addicted to anxiety, like physically, we get physically dependent. So when, you know, it's almost like, I'm anxious, not going to be more anxious, you know, <laughs> like, and you don't know that, you don't know your body is like craving that fuel because of the intensity of the emotion because there is a part of us sometimes that really does kind of like that level of intensity so but it doesn't foster doesn't get us where we want to go so it's a trade-off you have to sort of say all right well i'm going to sacrifice listening to my morbid sad music while i'm thinking about how depressing it is that i'm locked inside right um in order to because there is kind of like a pleasure that people can take in that But in order to make sure that I sort of, like you were saying, regulate my mood throughout the day so that I have the bandwidth to tolerate what the hell's going on right now, maybe I shouldn't do that because it does make a very serious difference. I mean, the other thing is how we set up our environment. Mm -hmm. So the little things that we can do that really are easy, they're like cheats. I mean, they really are. Um, You know, you and I both know that even standing in a power pose, just sitting upright with like, you know, your hands on your hips changes your inner chemistry significantly. Mm -hmm. Luckily, because of yoga, that's something that I just don't, it just is the way I sit. It's, you know, after a long, many years of just doing yoga. But Mm -hmm. one thing I did was I cleaned my apartment. Now you can't tell because I'm in my daughter's disaster of her own, (laughs) or she's got so many toys, but the the rest of the house i just like went through and just threw threw everything away just threw everything away that i knew i was never going to use again um or Mm -hmm. literally went through so you open up like cabinets now and there's space you open up a closet and there's space i mean there was a whole closet of stuff that i mean it had like my ex-husband's jackets in it i'm like what is this doing like this you know why is this in here right wow so i think just like having that sense that there's space, like it's lighter. Um, you know, there's a flow that changes when you do that, that can mm-hmm. by itself be really helpful. So all of it matters, all of it matters. Um, play, using a diffuser, an oil diffuser, mm-hmm. you know, doing like some different scents, using incense, that one's easier maybe than an oil diffuser. Light an yeah. incense stick, that can dr- dramatically, um, playing bilateral stimulation. So 
just go on YouTube and type in bilateral stimulation and you'll hear the sounds back and forth from left to right on your mm -hmm. headphones or, you know, in your speakers that is naturally extremely calming and might by itself be a total game changer for you. So there are all these cheats that we can use that are like low maintenance. Like you don't have to do anything. You just, no. you're right. Mm -hmm. And you can absolutely you, feel better. Yeah. And you, you said um, every single thing you do matters and it really does. Even, you know, you don't realize it matters, but even the smallest things, so um, like you were saying, it's just like um, having incense burning. I mean, it's, it's incredible what a difference that makes over time in, as well. And just, just one little thing, right? Um, I always, one thing I've, um, I hear people say all the time as well is that even though they are home and working from home, a lot, you know, a lot of people are just not getting dressed anymore. You said that earlier. It's so easy to not do that, right? But if, when they actually, if, you know, if they do it, just two days in a work week, actually get up in the morning like they usually do when they go to work, get dressed or get, have a shower, get dressed, you know, cold water in the face. They feel so different and so much better. Even putting jeans on it because it feels like you're actually going mm -hmm. through a normal day, right? That is such a simple thing, putting mm -hmm. your jeans on. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, and some people normally put suits on, but I, I guess no one is going to wear a suit right. these days. And I think people are quite right, happy with are. that. So, you know, just, but just yeah. putting on uh, just a little bit of clothes so you don't sit in your sweats all day or whatever, unless you are an ex, you know, unless what you do is exercise. Right, day. right. But, you of course. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting um, dressed. Yeah. Makes a dressed. huge difference. Makes a huge difference. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. keeping your, keeping your um sleeping ritual uh or you know the, your bedtimes the same because i i definitely heard a lot of people starting to go into like 2 a.m 3 a.m mm. going to bed and then waking up much later than usual right. not really getting anything out of the day mm -hmm. and then as soon as they bring that back to what it towards what it used to be mm -hmm. again such a big impact on mm -hmm. how they feel yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that, you know, for me and for those of us that are, you know, working a lot, it's not really a concern because our time is, you know, constantly taken. But if you are someone who's looking for stuff to do, you definitely want to make, like you were saying, trying to get up at like nine o'clock at the very latest and have a full day, even if you don't know what the hell you're going to do with it. Yeah. I mean, we have such a strong association in this culture with like the nine to five grind it out so that like you sleep till 10 and you really feel like you're a piece of crap and didn't do anything. If that's mm -hmm. in your head, then that is a, not a good idea. It's not, you know, if sleeping until 10 makes you feel like you're a piece of crap, then it's definitely not something you want to continue to do uh, repetitively. And, and that is one of the things we've been talking about right away is structure and maintaining some like Monday through Friday, just having some like regular, you know, structure. Maybe you do work from nine to 11, take an hour lunch break, come back and then sticking with it. Uh, Cause what we're doing is not that what we're doing is exactly the opposite. We're going, 
oh God, I got to get this thing done. Let me do that, which is very reactive. Um, got to get this thing done, got to get this thing, thing done. And then, you know, setting up appointments, like you were saying with Gordon, work calls all day, all day. Mm-hmm. So you wind up feeling like anything that breaks up that is in the way. And that creates another stress or tension that, you know, doesn't have to necessarily be there if what you're doing is working like a crazy maniac. So like, it really might be a matter of, like you were saying, there's kind of two camps right now. There's those of us that are working from home and crazy stressed out with everything that's going on, the totality of it. The other camp who's like, not sure what to do with their time um has nothing going on and is trying to find things to do but it's sort of like bored you know so i think it really does depend on which which of those you might fall into right now um and yes there are those that are on the other side you know in, in much more extreme circumstances as well so you know um we have a kind of like a full spectrum of of range but Generally speaking, I think we're sort of seeing these two camps and on either end, ma- managing your mood is really what at the end of the day is the most critical variable and not trying to use the environment in the way that you normally do to do that because that is probably not going to uh, work in this situation, which is not, <laughs> No, right? I mean, no, because everything, all the usual stuff has been taken away, right? So uh, we can't go out, we can't meet with people, we can't get that interaction or you know, the, the, all the things that used to make us happy. Go to dinner, um, go to the gym, yeah. go to your yoga class. I mean, going to dinner in New York City, that's what everyone does all the time, right? I mean, I, I've been dreaming about living in New York City my whole life. And then two years ago, I moved over. And now we're in this situation, like, this is not new. This is, this is not what I came over for, but I still love it. I mean, I still want to obviously stay and and I want to get back to some sort of normality. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we're just going to have to, um, like you were saying earlier, we're going to have to adjust Mm -hmm. and figure out the best way for it. I mean, we all want to get out of this, right? So Mm -hmm. there's only one way to do it. And if, we all work together somehow mm-hmm. um, and, you know, mm-hmm. controlling our moods mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, figuring out what's going on within ourselves. And just, this right. is the, we've said this from the beginning, this is a golden opportunity to do that yeah, um, for a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. you know, yep. um, yeah, yeah, we can only, uh, we can only recommend it time and time again you know yeah but people learn the hard way (laughs) yes so right so it's gonna it's gonna be like it's gonna come down to another month like three four months in okay i tried it my way it really didn't work let me make an effort to do this differently because i am in the uh, the most pain you can be in in the situation i'm in right now um Mm -hmm. and there are i mean like we looked at we talked about this earlier their divorce rate is skyrocketing out of control at least certainly here in new york i'm i'm guessing in other places as well but i know for sure here in new york um Mm -hmm. one thing i heard yesterday was that in california they were able to trace or track the first case of the virus that was um 
that was spread sort of, I guess, um, in the public and not from someone who came from, you know, whatever, foreign country, wherever. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was in a nail salon. Huh. So, and I bring that up only to say, you know, again, another place that we think of as a place that I go and I relax and I'm going to get my, going to treat myself. I'm going to get my nails done. Um, these, all of this, like uh, I'm going to go to a massage, I'm going to get a massage. I'm going to, all these things that um, we normally do, they're not going mm -hmm. to be available. Even if you're one of those 41 states that are opening things up, you know, it's going to be a touch and go situation where at any moment, you, your community, your town, you may have to shut down again. And mm -hmm. again, those things are taken away. And so you hope that this is a chance for us all to see how much power we have mm -hmm. ourselves, that it doesn't have to be, oh, I always rely on things going my way to out there to feel good. Like we hope that we can take back our um, power where it really lies and say, all right, no, I can do something about this. I may have to take a step back and like take the global picture of what's going on right now and say, all right, wait, wait, what can okay. I really do differently? Maybe I take a day like, you know, to, to go change my, um, my habits a little bit to, to do an inventory. I need to go buy some incense. You know, I need to, need to check out this, these funny memes that people have sent me over the years that I ignore. Um, <laughs> right. I may have to make more of an effort, make a happy playlist, but, this is all stuff that we, we really, we, we recommend certainly all the time, but that we can do that. Um, that's, you know, that's going to make a huge difference. I mean, cause, and my movement, the, the way that we, it's really funny, right? Because as I'm sitting here thinking about this, I'm thinking it's really all one thing, but pretend it isn't. Um, we talk about like our, our program being this tier system where the first thing you have to do is like get, get the biological, the body stuff under control. So if I'm really, really anxious, bringing that down. So that's what we use mindful movement to do, meditation, everything else. Um, and then the second thing is, you know, developing the relationship with our clients and developing trust, whatever. But the third thing is mood regulation tools. So it's learning about all the tricks, all the things that I can do to shift my attention in the here and now so that I can feel better right now instead of trying to do the hard work of manipulating my physical environment so that it meets my, suits my like desire <laughs> and then that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you know, we, we certainly know firsthand that that's what this is all about, that mood is king and then at the end of the day, if you can regulate that, the rest will follow. Yeah. But I think, as you said, <laughs> the point where we're at right now is the first step, right? <laughs> Even if a lot of people were moving ahead before this, you know, we've been brought back into anxiety and we kind of need to, we, we need to settle it. Mm. We need to, um, we just need to get on top of that before we can move on. Yeah, because like you're saying, you're you're not present, so mm -hmm. you have no control, and then yeah. you're trying to control everything around you, and there is literally nothing you can control around you right now at all. You can control yourself and your actions and how you react mm -hmm. to everything, mm -hmm. 
um, and your, you know, what you're doing and how you're getting through this, mm -hmm. but you cannot control the virus and you cannot control what the governments will do mm. around, you know, and all around you. So there's just mm -hmm. stop, you know, stop trying, <laughs> right. And, you know, well, if you want to be sane again, if you want any form <laughs> of sanity in your life at any point soon, the recommendation would be to look at where you do have authority and control. And one other simple suggestion would be if you are living with somebody, whether it's a family member, a child, a lover, a roommate, whatever your living situation is, don't look at them. Mm -hmm. Like don't, <laughs> don't, don't look to them to make the change because that'll just drive your frustration through the roof um, <laughs> and make you utterly insane. Right. So, yeah. Because there you really do not have any authority either. And your efforts, of course, um, will go probably, you know, will just drive you nuts and make you crazy and tired. So looking at what you do have power over, what really mm -hmm. is within your authority, not to change someone else, but what can I look at? And that's, it's that simple. It's like, what can I give my attention to that will alleviate the distress, the tension, Sometimes maybe it does mean, by the way, take a nap, take a, take a 20 yeah. minute nap. Um, if that's the only tool you have, freaking use it, whatever, because this is the critical time. This is that moment where the tension is really high mm -hmm. and it's either we're going to do something about it or we're going to fall over the cliff and start to develop a much more long-term pattern of anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Well, it, I mean, it's such a good point considering what you were just saying about the divorce rates. Uh, I mean, it's obviously having an impact, so. No doubt. Um, and that's, you know, that that's clearly, uh, you know, just looking at other things or other people and saying, this is, we, I can't do this anymore. You have to get out of my life or whatever. Or I have yeah. to get out of your life. Get it's away just, from you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which as well also is difficult. These it can be difficult because then you've got to figure out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Movement situation. Yeah. Like, well, and that's another variable, right? Things, because yeah. uh, then when people are starting to realize I might be in this longer than I thought, I better make a move. And so that does add more stress. And when we've had just on our team alone, several people moving in the middle of all of this and mm. that creates more stress. So, you know, the, the message here, I think as we, as we uh, run out of time, the message here is control what you can let go of what you can't. And sometimes we don't, we don't have ideas about things that we can do to make changes because we're just not familiar with this language. Yeah, But it is really, like you said earlier, everything we do and think matters. It all counts. It's not the big things. It's all the teeny little things when you add them up. So even if it's just get outside, take 10 minutes, walk across the street, come back, that matters. You know, mm -hmm. so really take a look at where you're at right now, wherever that is, and say, okay, wait, what do I have control over? What can I do to lift my spirits a little bit each moment throughout the day and these little like, you know, even if it's five minutes at a time and it will make a significant difference for sure. Totally. All right, you. Thanks for joining me for this conversation. Super helpful. Great reminder for me today, too, as we head into this weekend. Um, yeah. Totally. 
So I will, we'll see you next Friday and at 12 o'clock. Yep. Have a beautiful weekend and be well and stay safe.